Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I want to apologize to you guys for coming a little late this morning, but uh, today we're going to focus on the aspect that God is our Father. I know a lot of us um, have a skewed view, if you will, uh, what a father looks like or should be because of our natural father um, treated us a certain way. Many of us are traumatized from our relationships with our natural father. I know that um, some of my trauma that I had in my life was based from this relationship as well. And so I know that many of you have a skewed um, outlook on what a father looks like. But we need to stop for a minute because the scripture calls him our heavenly father. And uh, he has some different criteria, he has some different personality, he has a different way by which he looks at you and I than our natural parents do, our natural father. So let's take a look at some of these scriptures in John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. But all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So we see from this particular scripture that there's a group of people that have a right to call him Father. And based on that right, it was made by him. He chose his kids. And yet, you know, some parents, they plan their children, and some of us, like myself, you know how it is. It just happened. What we see here is a different thing according to uh, to John chapter 1 it says, but to all who did receive him, criteria, uh, we have some baseline, who received him, how did they receive him? They believed in his name. He gave the right uh, to become. So we, based on what we receive and believe, we have some rights. And that right that we have is that we are called, we became the children of God, who were born not of blood, natural stuff, but the will of the flesh, or of a man and a woman who decided that they're going to have a kid. None of that, but of God's will. So those of you that are able to call him our Father, he's a little different than our earthly father. Let's take a look at John chapter 14, verses 23. Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. So Jesus, we see that Jesus refers to God as my Father. And you and I can refer to him just the way Jesus did as my father. So I want you guys to get that. And uh, he is your father just like he is Jesus. He will do and treat you the same way. Let's take a look 
And I want to remind you of uh, uh, the last podcast we dealt with faith. What is our faith for? Uh, where we looked at great faith and your faith, your faith, your faith. We looked at what that meant. That there were a couple of people within the Bible that utilized their faith to get their desired outcome. And Jesus stopped and made attention to it, paid attention to it. And then there, in the scripture, there are many of people that saved or healed or delivered, not because of their faith, but because of Jesus' faith. So faith is that currency by which we do business within the kingdom of God. And so when uh, it tells us that we must first believe that God is God and that he's a reward for those who seek him. So we have to believe that this God is our Father. And not based on your relationship with your natural father, who may have sexually abused you, verbally abused you, who have done all these things to you. But we know that the Bible says, Your heavenly father, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper the press and give you good over so forth. So we know that he does have some plans for you. And those plans are different than what you have for me. Because what you see in yourself is uh, less than, if you will. You looking at yourself, I'm not this, I'm not worthy, I'm not. But your father, the Bible tells us, he calls you holy. The Bible tells us that your father says that I will supply all of your need. The Bible tells us that your father will make all grace abound to you for every good work. Uh, lacking nothing. So we know that your father has some designs for you contrary to what you believe. And so what he is trying to do is to get you to believe what he believes about you. He sees who you are. And it tells us that, uh, let me take you to Ephesians chapter 2 verses 10, for we are his workmanship who is our father we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus how we created in Christ Jesus and when we come born again says for God uh, says that we became uh, we are created in Christ Jesus for a purpose for good works which God afore time or before time prepared that we should walk in them so your father has an assignment for you, and your father looks at you as his workmanship, something that he's made to. He has called, he has the, um, desires for you to have certain things and do certain and behave a certain way. You are his workmanship. So, dad, if you will, has some stuff that he wants you to do. become aware of who you are, and through him, as he is your father. First John 3, 1 John 3.1 See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God and that is what we are. So you and I in our mess, in our biggest, worst day is still our father. In the biggest, worst way that we think we are not his kids, the Bible tells us different that we are his kids. So I'm a father, I have uh, five sons, 
and not all of them uh, are, you know, are, uh, what should I say, they have their own way, and that's how God expects us all to be. And so my sons are not, um, they have their own personality, their own journey, and so forth. But the Bible tells us that we, as sons of God and children of God, we ought to be modeling ourselves after our father. I hope to God my kids don't model themselves after me because I'm a little wacko sometimes. But I want them to model after Jesus, who modeled after the Father. He says, I want to do and hear what it, and speak what the Father says. I, on the other hand, I am corrupt and I make some serious mistakes. I made some mistakes with my kids or I traumatized those boys. But I've learned to go to them for forgiveness and God has learned to forgive me and so forth. But I had to come to the realization, even though I was traumatized from my father, that I have another father. The Bible says our heavenly father. And let's take a look at that scripture in Matthew chapter 6 verse 9. It says, After this manner therefore pray you, our father which art in heaven, holy is your name, your kingdom come, thy will be done on this planet called earth, as your will is done in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debts. So God is going to forgive you based on how you forgive. And that's why I keep telling people, a lot of things that God does is reciprocal, uh, meaning that you have, there's an exchange. You have to do the same thing. How you judge, he will judge you. How you forgive, he will forgive you. So, this Heavenly Father, he is one that uh, forgives, and so you and I have to learn how to be like him. tells us that we ought to model ourselves after him. So, Psalms 103, 13. As a father has compassion on his children, a natural father, Tells us, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. So we know that some of his quality is compassion, you know, love. Um, some fathers on this earthly plane of ours love their children, I'm sure. And some don't know what that means. But our Heavenly Father, he knows what it means. And so what I'm offering to you guys is someone who knows you, someone who has some good plans for you, someone who has a desired outcome. He is wants to work in to have a, an assignment for you to do. Because it tells us that um, in Ephesians, which I read to you guys, that this Father of ours, before the foundation of the earth, he had some assignment for you. So he, if he has some assignment for you before the foundation of the earth, then he's going to be working on you, for we are his workmanship created in Christ for good works, which God afore prepared that we should walk in them. And so, you have to go to your father and have a conversation with him because he wants to have a conversation with you to let you know that he's here on your behalf. And he wants to be able to show you that he is your protector, he's your provider, he's your healer, he is everything that you need. He is your salvation. He is your deliverance. He has it all. It says that he is a God of all grace 
and this God of all grace has made all grace sufficient so that you can get what you want. And so we talked about the age of grace, and so there's this God that loves you and I greatly. And so he created an age of grace. Why did he create an age of grace? Uh, because the wealth of the wicked is laid out for the sinner. So you have to have grace to go get that. And he tells us that uh, in Ecclesiastics, he says, For God give it to a man that is good, or your father give to a man that is good in his sight, wisdom, knowledge, and joy. But to the sinner he gives travail to gather and to heap up, that he may give, your father may give him that is good before your father. And he tells us, though you heap up silver as dust, prepared remnant as the clay, he may prepare it, but the just shall put it on, and the innocent shall divide the silver. So we know that this father has created all age so that he can extract things to provide for you. And he will take people out just to do that. We see in children of Israel, he took out a whole nation because they oppressed his family. And this father of ours is very mindful. He knows and he sees everything. And he is one that keeps track when someone messes with his kids. And I keep telling you guys to be very careful because those that are messing with his kids, he says, touch not my anointing. And if you are his children, you are his anointing. So be very careful. So we know he has love. He know he's very compassionate. Uh, Proverbs 3.11, My son, do not dis- despise the Lord's discipline and do not uh, resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son, he delights in. So he has given us some reference of a father that loves his children and that he will... Um, uh, discipline his children out of love. And so I used to love to hear all these people talk about not disciplining the children and let the child go wild and all that stuff. And the Bible tells us about that. That if you let this kid run wild, you'll have people like we see today. Uh, so, but you are loving, because you love your child, you're disciplining your child, you're trying to teach your child that there are boundaries that one has to be aware of. And that's when you, um, you're you educating that child, when that child crosses boundaries, that there are prices to be paid for boundaries. But when you do not teach a child about boundaries, they're going to treat you any other way and any way that they choose and please. And you're going to have a mad person on your hand. And this will be your own design. Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your room, close your door forever, and pray to your Father, who's in, who's unseen. So we know this Heavenly Father is not seen on this place, but we know through the scriptures that we walk by faith and not by sight. So we see Him by faith. We see him, Jesus says, you don't know him, but I've seen him and I make him plain. So when we look at Jesus, he says, you're looking at the Father. And so what Jesus went about doing healing, casting out demons, that's what the Father uh, is all about. Because he says, I only do what I 
the father tells me to do and I'm speaking and so forth. So you know that the father cares about you and I because the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ had compassion and he wept. And so the father cries for you and all. If you look at the scripture, he's very emotional. He kind of loses it uh, from time to time. And we know in the story with, it, with um, Moses and the children of Israel and we saw that that the father lost it a couple of times and Moses had to calm him down. Uh, we know that in Hebrews chapter 11, the Holy Spirit said, oh, oh, these people are not coming into my rest. They're uh, they driving me nuts. So we know that our father is very emotional in some sense where he is very protective of his kids and he promised that he will provide for his children and he will take people out for his kids. So we see that this father wants us to come in secret and he will reward us in the open. Matthew 6.26 Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow nor reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Now, who feeds the birds? If you look at uh, in the Bible talks about that, the animals, uh, the lions are waiting for God to give them permission to eat and all. God feeds the birds and the animals, and they're smart enough to know. But you and I are all crazy as we are and doing the, the fun stuff that we're doing. So James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly light, who does not change like shifting shadows. And we talked about this before, um, about uh, the gifts that people give you and be mindful of those gifts that people come to give you and give you secondhand, broken down, messed up stuff that has that they're going to throw away. And um, God is saying, if you're going to do that, make sure you give someone stuff of quality because it tells us that every good and perfect gift is from above. And so if it's not good and perfect, it's not from the Father, is it? It's something else. Could be from that person's prime. It could be that they're giving you their their leftovers. Could be all kinds of stuff, but it's not it's not coming from the father. And that person that is giving that stuff is not in the right space. So I remember taking a gift that these guys told me that God told them to give to me because I was in my need, and I learned a couple of lessons from this. Uh, one of those that I've said to you guys before, do not allow your desperation to make you desperate because it will make you do some crazy things. And so I took this gift that these people said that God, you know, that they knew I would believe it for a car. Man, that thing cost me more money than anything in my whole life. And I know that that was not good nor perfect, but because of my desperation, it made me desperate. And I took it believing that it was gone. Uh, but the devil gives gifts too because he offered Jesus a bunch of stuff. So you, you just have to be aware of who's giving you the gift. But the criteria from the Father, your Heavenly Father, is good and perfect. Anything outside of that is not from your Heavenly Father. 
Philippians 4.22, our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. And so we know that this is our God and our Father. What does he do? Let's talk about a couple of things that he does first. We know that the Father forgives uh, Psalms 103.13, and the Father shows compassion to his children so that the Lord show compassion to those who fear him. And we know that Luke talks about Luke 15, and he arose and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him as the prodigal son story. So your father is always there. And the prodigal story, the prodigal story of the father. Uh, the son has some insights and so forth, but it, the story is about that father. The father's faithfulness, his compassion, his love, his long suffering, all of those qualities that are existing within our father were seen within that story. His goodness, his grace, all of it. We know that he's holy. The Bible tells us we know that he's holy. We know that he's God of justice because he says his throne is built on the foundation of his throne is justice. Uh, we know that uh, he's a God of mercy. He's in mercy for the new everyone. We know he's an omnipresent. We know he's all over. Omniscient, we know that. We know that he's righteous. We know self-existence. We know the sovereignty. We know all of those things of your Father. He is your creator. He is uh, the life giver. tells us that he breathed life into the spirit, into the man. And so this God, who is our Father, is dependable. One of the main things that one has to learn about our Father, he is dependable. If he says he will do something, that means that he will do something. And so it's up to you and I to believe if our Father is going to do it, because he said, all things are possible to him who believe, all things are possible who believe in the Father. So he says, is anything too hard for me? Is, is there anything too hard for me? And uh, no, because why? He's almighty. He has all power. Uh, we know that, um, as I mentioned, he's dependable. He's faithful. Uh, he's a good God. The Bible tells us that. I mentioned holy, immortal. He's just. You see that all through. Um, and this God is merciful. He never fails. He has never failed in anything that he's ever done, ever. So he has a good track record. He's wise, wisdom, all of that. He's our victory. Um, Yahweh, the scripture tells us, uh, who should I say send them? He says, I am. <laughs> I love that. I am. You know, I am. And he is everything that needs to be. So whatever situation you're in, your father, okay, the I am, is here, waiting for your faith, because remember we looked at that story about you have to uh, believe that he is God, and that he's a rewarder to those who diligently seek him, who are walking by faith, who are the disciples, if you will. And as we walk by faith, we will get everything that we need, because it says in First John one nineteen, and that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is what the Father does. He knows that he heals you. He says, I am the Lord that heals you. And so we know that he's our healer. 
you know that he that provider, my God, shall supply all of your need according to his glory. You know that he promises that I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know that he says that um, I, though he fall, a righteous man falls, he said, yet I will uphold him. You know that he is our shield, he is our buckler, he is our protector. He is all of those things. He is our father. God is our refuge. He is our strength. A very present help in trouble. Are you guys in trouble? Don't forget that. Your father wants to do some stuff for you. And he said that I will never leave you nor forsake you. And he promised you that he tells us in the scriptures, and let me take you to that because I think you need to see it for yourself to understand who he is. It says that the blessing of the Lord establishes wealth and difficulty does not accompany it. And some of the, uh, the translations say that the blessing of the Lord uh, makes a person rich and he adds no sorrow with it. And again, we all look at wealth through the eyes of um, money and all of these different things. But I want to tell you that wealth is more than that. Because it is in the scripture that for God gives to the man that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. That's some wealthy stuff right there, guys. You know, that is some wealthy stuff. So let me take you to the scripture because I want to show you Something he tells us that God, uh, he said he is the one that provides for us. He tells us that uh, he is the one that also, how does he provide for us? And he talked about this before in the scriptures, about the grace of God and what it does and how it is used to extract things from the children of darkness and give it to you and I so that we will not be lacking, if you will, and Second Corinthians 9, 8. And this God, which is our Father, is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things, when, at all times, why, you may abound in every good work that this Father has called you to do. Second Samuel seven twenty eight and now O Lord your are God and your words are true and you have promised this goodness to your servant. What goodness did he provide for you and he promised you that he'll meet your need, that he'll heal you, that he will give you wisdom, knowledge and joy, that he is one that loves you, he's one that cares for you. So these are the things um, the Bible tells us that this Father is capable of doing. And as I mentioned to you before, this God is dependable. He hasn't failed yet, so he has a good track record. So I suggest that you guys begin to look and call on him in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, Hitherto you have asked nothing uh, in my name. Ask the Father, or ask our Father, and he will do it for you, that your joy may be full. So this father 
has given to you and I all things pertaining to life and godliness while we are here on this earth. Tells us how can we partake of those precious promises of God? Our faith. So it's up to you and I to go after what he has given to you and I as children of God, not as those that are stand outside the wicked. We are not of that. We are not of that group. And so I spent the, the beginning of it to explain to you that it's not of the will of men, but of God, his will. So he has chosen us, the workmanship, before the foundation of the earth. He willed us as his will. He said, I want Ken Primus. Uh, I'm putting your name in there. But to all who did receive him, criteria, but who believe in his name, we receive him how? By believing in his name. He gave us the right the honor to become children of God who are born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of the will of God the Father, who is dependable. And he asked us a question, is there anything too hard for the I am who is that I am. He is your heaven father. And the Bible tells us that you and I, as we walk in this life while we're here on this earth, that we ought to be walking by faith, that we ought to be walking by uh, faith and not sight. And the just shall live by this, this uh, substance that created the earth. So once we operate into the spirit that we are called us to be, you and I will have every single one of our desired outcome and eternal and I say your faith. Your faith. So he wants us to come to a place where it's our faith and not always on on him or on Jesus Christ, but he wants us and that's why he had set it up from faith to faith so that in every uh, movement that we get we are building up our faith stronger and stronger and we get to see who he is and we can call on this heavenly father and I love him I refer to him that's why I know people call him the source they call him all kinds of crazy stuff but I call him father so I want to challenge you guys to get to know your father have a relationship with him he has some stuff he wants to talk to you guys about because you have an assignment that he needs you to finish up while you're here on this planet Earth. So I want to thank you guys for um, following us here, and I thank you for sharing and uh, liking all of the things here at the podcast, and I do apologize for bringing this out a little late. I had some things that I needed to take care of, and it took longer than it usually would. So thank you so much for all your support and all that you do, and I continue to pray for you guys that 24 will be it for you, man. And I want you guys to tell me all those good stuff that is happening to you. January is almost finished. And it finishes in another day or so. So um, have a good Sunday. Enjoy your week. I pray that the home bless you in the coming week. And that you will be safe. And that the grace of God is there to allow you to finish and work all good things in your assignment. The Bible says that just shall live by faith, work by faith, and not by sight.